Greetings. This is the Sex Ed Book Review Podcast, a podcast where we read sex ed books before you do, tell you all about them so you can decide if it's right for you and those that you care about. Content warning, there will be discussions of sexuality, sexual health, and bodies. There may also be some discussions of sexual abuse or assault. And I'll start off by saying that I'm Landa. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I am a board certified behavior analyst and certified sexual health educator, living, working, playing uh, in Lekwungen territory, now called Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Love it. And I'm Barb and I am a BCBA and a certified sexuality educator. And I work in St. Louis, Missouri, in the United States. But that's not all. Usually it's the two of us. And now it's not just the two of us. We have a guest today, a guest that's brought a book to us that we want to talk about. So yeah, we're going to, we'll do the caveat there. We're going to talk about a book. It's one way to cover a topic or a concept. Uh, it's not meant to be the be all and end all to learn about any specific thing, but our special guest today is Warner Leland. Hi. Warner. Hi. Can you tell us a bit about yourself or we could say we know Warner yeah. as a fellow BCBA human that works in the sexuality, sexual health, wellness, intersections of those spaces. And they graciously agreed to come on and talk about a book they love. Yeah, that's me. Um, so I am currently living on the occupied land of the Ashedi, the Ashedi Shakun, the Miamia, the Potawatomi, the Kakaskia, the Kakapo, and the Peoria um, in Illinois. And don't just recommend Management, but land back. You can check out landback.org to find more information on advocating for the reallocation of stolen lands back to the original uh, tribes of these spaces. And that's me and where I'm at. Fabulous. You. I am just going to go ahead and say we always do the hey, this book is like one way to teach a concept, but you know what? Considering the book and considering the topic, I would say this is an awfully good one. <laughs> this is an this awfully is a good, good book for the topic. And uh, we're, yeah, let's, let's just, Warner, why don't you tell us what book you felt called to share with us that you absolutely had to talk about? Absolutely. So I have Bang, Masturbation for People of All Genders and Abilities by Vic Leo. And it is phenomenal. Amazing. Can you do a little visual description of the cover since we're an audio medium? Yes, absolutely. So um, uh, Vic is a human who describes herself as somebody that's like super passionate about teaching through graphic design. I think that's the first thing to say is that like the design of this book is gorgeous. Um, And you have got like a bright mustard yellow cover, um, black lettering on the title. It says bang in all caps with an exclamation point. And then a hand uh, gently dipping a middle finger into um, the dot on the bottom of the exclamation point um, for sure, like hearkening to or alluding to, I think like clitoral stimulation is sort of the visual imagery. There are great like lightning bolts coming out um, from that exclamation point. And then there is a beautiful review at the top that says, bang is eye 
put this masturbation masterpiece on your coffee table. And that is um, from Annie Sprinkle, who is a PhD sex educator and the author of Explorer's Guide to Planet Orgasm. Um, fun fact, this book was on my coffee table for a solid like three months. Like, yes. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. It's, yes. It's so good. Okay. Oh my gosh. And we've got uh, the publication year being 2021, so recent, and Microcosm Publishing out of Portland, Oregon, which at the back of the book, I noticed, has a whole bunch of other books that I am now going to have to immediately order for myself, <laughs> which, is, which is what happens always with these things. Um, yeah, so what inspired you to want to come on and gab about this book? Um, so many things. I think the first thing that struck me was I got this for myself because the design is beautiful. And also because I don't know if I've ever seen a masturbation specific book before. Um, and was super excited to see it, check it out. And then when I got it, it had information that I had not read or heard anywhere before. Um, and that is always, I think like really valuable and really cool to me as a sex educator when I'm hitting things I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't heard this term or, Oh my God, I'm not familiar with these data. Um, and it's so like concise, but gorgeous informative and inclusive I I um, tend to talk about it to everybody because I think <laughs> it's a great little resource that's awesome it sounds like you've already sort of like we all often talk about like what are the highlights and some of those things so I can't wait to dig into that a bit more absolutely um yeah. Anything like the, I mean, you said like aesthetically you got it because you liked how it, it looked. Is there like a specific layout of, of the book? Like we sort of talk sometimes about like, are there chapters or sections? Um, I, I mean, it sort of like looks just like a zine that got a like professional-ish makeover to me sort of. And it, and it actually is. So this book did start out as a zine and oh, I haven't okay. seen the original zine. So I'm not sure how much of it is direct carryover versus um, finding some co-authors that I think came in and wrote some of these chapters. Uh, but it did originally function as a zine that was published out of a university press. I can't remember which one, um, but I love that it retained that style. Um, so it's got some really beautiful animation. It's got um, some great uh, like collage in it. And uh, the design is definitely like a part of the layout. Um, I do look like that, like on the very first page, there's a how to use this book that uh, gives a reminder, you know, that you're in charge of your body. Um, you can read it in whichever order you like. So it does sort of have a layout and chapters, but you're really invited to flip through and find what's appealing to you. Um, and then also it has an invitation um, to cross out any terms and write in your own, which I think is a beautiful inclusion. I know right off the bat, the for and intersex people. Um, genitalia terms could be a source of discomfort or dysphoria. Um, so they do use medically accurate terminology while also noting that uh, this is something to make your own. So I love that. Um, so it does have a table of contents and it goes through um, a little bit of information about setting the mood. So it introduces you to concepts around masturbation, combats some myths around masturbation, um, talks about some of the benefits and then also the value of like 
creating a headspace that works for you. Um, if self-pleasure is something that you value for yourself and then has some great information in a section that it calls getting down to business um, that has some really beautiful illustrations and information about body parts. Again, pretty concise using non-gendered medically accurate terminology, which is great. Um, and, you know, that has some information specifically on the how to of masturbation. And I feel like in so many sex education texts, this is the part that gets skipped over, right? Like it's alluded to, but nobody talks about the actual acts and maybe like how to engage in them in a way that might be meaningful for you. And so this has um, actual information on engaging in solo sex for different types of body parts um, and information about safety and all of these contexts, which is really great. And um, then also uh, specifically has information um, for folks uh, who are disabled and, um, you know, who may need assistance or uh, special prep time or care consideration uh, that maybe non-disabled folks don't need when preparing for specifically solo sex. Um, then talks about uh, sex toys as well, which I always love. I know Landon and I have a shared history of uh, working in sex toy shops. And I think that that is a cool addition here. Um, and then it has some information just on like aftercare for yourself and specifically talking about um, feelings that may show up after masturbation, including like societal shame and guilt and processing through some of those things. If solo sex is something that occasions those feelings for you. Um, and then it's got, you know, some like great information, data, historical context there at the back and then a, a sweet little thank you section at the end. And that's it. It's a tiny, cute little book. I, I was just thinking when you were describing it, it was like, maybe we should say how many pages it is. Cause people might be like, oh, this sounds like a tome, but right? really it's only like 117 pages and like small, like it's, you know, the size of my hand. It's not a full sized book, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it totally. is little. Amazing. You sort of, when you were going through all those sections, is there like an age group that you kind of envision could ben good benefit or, or what you maybe know or think the target audience for the book is? Yeah, in the introduction, they note that uh, this may be perfect for pent-up teens and adults of all ages alike. Uh, so I think that's their general recommendation. And I would say um, for anyone that is starting to experiment with solo sex, and I would say specifically in a sexual way. So we know that folks engage in self-touch from a very young age, so that's a developmental norm. Um, but post-puberty engaging in uh, solo sex for like a specifically sexual experience. Um, I think that that is a great time to potentially check out this book and then onward as well into adulthood. I think it has really phenomenal information that probably a lot of people have never accessed through their sex education experience. Yeah. And, and that's something that I think about a lot with this book um, is sort of like you said earlier, like the, there's stuff that I got reading through. So I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, I hadn't thought of that before. Right. So I think this is like a, a possible target audience is any like any caregiver who is wanting to be like that askable caregiver who's yeah. going to want to have the good information this is something to go to to be able to answer questions as they come up and be able to offer alternatives other than well it's this body part with this other body part 
and you do this one thing and then you're done and that's what it is. And that's how everybody does it, which is so not true. So I'm that that's actually something that I find a lot of, you know, as hopefully the, the askable caregiver in my household, that's something that I found really valuable. Yeah, that's great. And then just like looking at it and the zine style, I would say that like probably I would assume that this is like marketed to sort of like undergrad age, you know, just like 18, 19, 20 years old. It's got that like cute zine, easily digestible energy. Um, But again, like a wide range of people, I think might find value in this. Um. Do you want to, I feel like the whole book is a highlight and but this happens to us often where we're just like, okay, so you just have to get it and read the whole thing. So know the preface, the whole book is a highlight, get it, check it out, read it all. But if you kind of were picking like a couple things, maybe some of those things that stuck out as like, oh, I've never heard of this, or I've never seen this fact presented in a, in another book like this before. Are there a couple of those that you want to share? Absolutely. But, you know, I completely agree with you. I feel like all of it is really phenomenal. Um, So I think um, a thing that I really like is uh, how sort of like to the point this book is, um, while also managing to uh, use language that's going to be incredibly inclusive, right? So nothing feels like hidden or shadowed or sort of glossed over, Um, but the information also feels like accessible and usable um, for a lot of people. So um, I really like the section on building your toy kit. And again, I think I'm biased, but um, it's really great. There's um, page 62, 63 just has like one image that talks about your options. It says your options include, and then it's got a bunch of different um, sort of like, silhouetted, I think is the word, (laughs) images uh, drawn out, but it's got what it calls clit flickers, butt pluggers, strokers, prostate prodders, and inner pokers, right? Like, and then a little bit of information about like what it's calling each of those things and the function of them. Um, And so I think that's really great and cute. And then it goes on to describe all of these things and safe use with them um, in a way that uh, feels like accessible and affirming. And then I really value their checking in with yourself section as well. I think that's so important and is a thing that often gets skipped over. Um, uh, So they have a section on uh, post-coital tristesse, which I feel like never gets talked about in solo sex, right? Um, Mm -hmm. This possibility to feel uh, like really sad (laughs) after experiencing pleasure. Um, Yeah, it's... um, I feel like sometimes you'll hear about it as a function or like something that can show up after partnered sex. I've never, ever heard about it talked about in the context of solo sex. I don't know if y'all have no anywhere. Yeah, no, same. Yeah. Yeah. So like really valuable information on like what it is, the history of it, how it shows up in data, you know, like why it might show up in, again, a way that's like going to be really gentle and considerate and affirming of the fact that this is like an experience that you might experience and that's okay, Um, you know, but like valuable information for you to have as you're making decisions about, you know, whether this is something you want to continue to make a part of your self-care routine or not. 
Um, and then a really valuable section right after that about uh, guilt and sort of working through unlearning cultural messaging around shame um, and specifically like shame around solo sex and how that shows up sort of in uh, a lot of different cultural narratives um, as something that for some reason gets labeled as like wrong or dirty or not real sex um, or you're, you know, like a wide variety of things that maybe uh, shame or guilt inducing and has some really non-judgmental kind information. Yeah, and I had those flagged like. too on, in mine as like the two pieces that I was like, this yeah. is something that I've never seen presented in this way uh, before. And I think that, yeah, it's a really valuable section for people yeah. to think about. And just a handful of pages, right? Like, I feel like this is so accessible, accessible and digestible um, mm-hmm. in ways that folks can probably like take and use. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, another thing that I highlighted was the inguinal, which I like always mispronounce canals, mm-hmm. which I yeah. don't think I I've never seen this body part highlighted in a recording. And I think it's because of the inclusiveness. And then they talk about muffing, which is like a, yeah. um, a kind of uh, like sex act that, um, some trans women, um, might participate in. And so I think because it's inclusive, it's added that in. Absolutely. Um, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool part. And it's just included with all the other information about bits. You know, there's a little mm-hmm. arrow uh, kind of showing where the inguinal canal is and um, a little bit of information about muffing, which I also, I think um, the only space that I've seen muffing talked about is specifically in like trans sex zines um, mm. and nowhere outside of that. Right. So that was really cool to see included. So we've got, we've checked the box for, is it medically accurate on our things? Right. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it very much is. Yeah. Um, another thing that we often talk about is sort of um, like, are, is there good diversity? We've talked a bit about like lots of obviously like gender uh, inclusive language and some disability inclusive elements of, of the book. So I think we'd like tick those off just casually. <laughs> Um, but sometimes we talk about diversity of bodies pictured, both in terms of like um, abilities or like fat bodies or different sort of like races and cultures. Any thoughts about that representation in the book? Yeah, really quickly before I pop over to that representation in the book, because one thing I do want to name is that um, I think the gender diversity and language is pretty consistently inclusive. Um, But I will say that their uh, section on disability is not so much. So the title Mm. is a little bit misleading. (laughs) It says masturbation for all genders and abilities. Um, uh, It really specifically highlights um, wheelchair users and people with chronic pain and fatigue and super valuable, right? Like I think that that is so critical. And there are also many other forms of disability that just are never mentioned or touched on in this book. And so I do want to name that, right? Like this is like a little bit of a misnomer in the title. If you're looking for something that is talking about, um, you know, experiencing being blind or deaf or neurodivergent um, or having a whole host of other potential disabilities, um, this might not be what you were hoping to see got. So just wanted to share that. Um, I feel like in terms of representation of variable body parts um, and also uh, good 
uh, racial diversity uh, represented, I would say that for the most part, uh, bodies represented are close up, right, of like body parts. We're not getting um, like full bodies often in this text. Um, and so I would say that there is uh, some like really great racial diversity represented here um, and in the couple of pictures of people that are included in here. And um, uh, the sort of additional ancillary information on historical experiences um, is also not just through like a cishet white Christian capitalist mm. lens, right? Mm. Like it has some good diversity to it too. Um, and then, you know, a variety of skin tones used uh, in those close up pictures of body parts when we do get to see them. Right, it's definitely got less bodies in it than a lot of the other books that we've talked about, especially when we've looked at some of like the children's books that are very sort of like scenes mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. humans or human-like figures or what have you. Yeah. yeah, an interesting thing to see, right? Like I feel like. Yeah, which also I think makes it, can make it accessible in its own way, right? That it's just like, this is for everybody but, and like nobody sees themselves reflected here mm -hmm. specifically, but. Yeah, I really like your point about the the disability being like a very narrow disability yeah. lens too, for sure. Which um, kind of, that kind of leads sorry, into ahead, like, talking over yeah. each other. Sorry, um, that leads into so kind of like the follow up, the the other end of hey, here are the things that are great that we love that are really important and unique. What is this book missing? Well, it's so small, I know, <laughs> you know, and I think that that's it at the end of the day. Uh, everything in here is phenomenal. And if the authors wanted to, they could, you know, like create a full blown academic text from this that is like three or four times as long and twice the physical size in terms of like size of the page. Uh, so it's got like really great information, but again, it is pretty concise. So if you're looking for, um, depth to what you're reading, uh, this probably isn't that. This is really like a good coffee table book, right? It's got some like great information. It's a really excellent entry point, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, exactly enough just as it is for what it is. Um, but with that being said, you know, small, small book. Mm -hmm. Well, and one we, I feel like we've said that a lot about lots of books, right? It's like, yeah, you yeah. could make any of these books into like, like they could just go on, you know, for a long time and some books that's their purpose and some books that's not their purpose. And I feel like that, you know, that's not the purpose here, right? Yeah. That, like, I want it to be accessible and easy to pick up. Right. Well, and that kind of leads into then if there are books that would be good companions for this book. So this book is going to be great about I lobbed a softball with the first one. What's it missing? Everything that's not masturbation. Great. So this question's a little bit trickier, which is, okay, so for the other stuff, what are some of the resources that you love? I've been trying not to type too loudly as we've been talking, but I've been trying to grab some of the things. Um, I did find a link to the original zine and I will share that. Cool. So yes. Um, but what are some of the other resources that you think would go with and pair pair nicely with this this tasting? 
you know what? It's such a good question and one that I was not prepared for. So I, I can get you a list because I know I have things over on my bookshelf, but like truly it's things where like, I would have to flip through them and reread to see how in depth they even do get into talking mm. about masturbation, right? Like it's so undercovered in mm. most texts, like you know, a couple of sentences, something that gets glossed over. I don't know if I know of any solo resource that really deep dive. I feel like um, if you're looking for something that's sort of like uh, geared to maybe a slightly similar audience, maybe a younger, I feel like Scarletine has yeah. some good information on solo sex. Um, I feel like that's a great accessible, you know, easy entry point resource, but also another one that's like pretty short, right. You know, like the length of a website blog post. Um, so yeah, I don't know if y'all know of any books specifically on masturbation that would be more of a deep dive than us right now. No, I think this is, this is it. (laughs) And it's great. I even like, I picked up real quick, my, like my, I couldn't find my copy of bang. Can't I find it somewhere? Um, but for some reason I have come as you are just sitting right next to me. I was like, maybe that's mm-hmm. going to have some really in-depth and, you know, just kind of glancing through. No, I mean, it's absolutely discussed, obviously. Um, Super partnered sex focused though, if I yeah. recall again off the top of my head. That, and that's what I was going to say is that, and maybe this piece of, you know, you know, what are, you know, there's maybe more on the topic of orgasms, but yeah, masturbation stuff, not so much there. Um, yeah. But for me, yeah, Scarlet would be a good one. Oh, Joy Sex Toy is always the other website that kind of partners with, um, now I'm just going to keep saying the word partner apparently all day, but yeah. yeah. And there, but definitely not the like masturbation specific, which nope. I think is like super valuable. Like the let's talk about it by, which is like the teen kind of yeah. one by Ojoy, sex toy, Erica, Moen and Matthew Nolan episode 13. If people want to go back <laughs> and listen. Um, another one, I was a couple, two others that I was thinking about that remind like are sort of similar and they're sort of like drawings and cartoonish sort of stuff but again like aren't masturbation specific is uh like the guide to getting it on um i'm sure probably has something masturbation specific Mm, i'd have to like reread that book in order to revisit some of its like cis heteronormativity probably (laughs) i know that's Um, a hard one because i feel like it's such a good home but mm-hmm. it's not one that I recommend to people because yeah. the the lens is one yeah. that's like yeah not especially inclusive and girl sex 101 by Allison Moon mm-hmm. it probably has some good masturbation stuff in it I was just looking at its sex toy section a while ago so I know that that's in there yeah. and they've got it like you know inclusivity wise it's a, a big step up from the guide to getting it on Absolutely. And this, then this handful of like trans sex scenes for sure, like has some solo sex mentioned as well, but again, almost always folded into like partnered sex. And when I think about all of the recommendations for good partnered sex, they're like step one, solo sex, figure out what you like. So it is really interesting that there's not a lot of dedicated information on that topic. Um, There's a fair bit of research on the topic but mm-hmm. not a lot in terms of like practical advice. So maybe a fun yeah. task for all of us to uh, right. put on our list of 3000 <laughs> projects. <laughs> uh, 
I just picked up another book, I, which I haven't read yet, but it's called Masturbation for Autism and Developmental Disabilities, maybe, or Masturbation oh. and Autism by Mel Gad oh. in the UK. Um, but it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't even have any pictures from what I can remember from just like quickly flipping through it. It's pretty new, um, but we might have to take a look at that one because it, it, it's more of like a guide for like parents and support professionals to understand why that might be something that's important for autistic people to have access to be able to engage in, learn about, but doesn't, and again, I haven't read it, but so future episode, tune in. Um, yeah, it doesn't go into those details, but. Cool. Yeah, no, I hadn't even heard of that resource. No. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's out there. Um, and again, this kind of conversation about like what we would and would not recommend. Is is there anybody that you could, would say like this book isn't recommended for? Like you'd be like, I don't think this would be okay for it. Sometimes we talk about age ranges, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this isn't specifically geared toward like little kids, right? You know, it's uh, it's it's a little bit more explicit, which is great for the age range that it's for, um, but maybe it's not going to be like super child appropriate, except like maybe without the specific uh, care and guidance of a parent reading along, and even then, there may be some sections that like you want to skip over. It's just not the age that it's even mm. written for, you know. Um, so I, I mean, I think that would be it though. That and then also coming back to this idea that maybe it's not as all abilities inclusive or centric as uh, maybe it seems from the title. So not to say that it's not usable for uh, folks beyond wheelchair users and folks with chronic pain and fatigue, but um, it's not necessarily like centering those experiences. Yeah, I, and I really like the way I was just thinking, you know, I feel like I have actually shared this as a resource for like neurodivergent people that I know because it is written in a way that is so clear. Like mm -hmm. it, it's, it's unambiguous and that's hard to find on this topic. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I like the way you just said that it's not, that, that's not, that's not the intended audience. That experience is not centered. I like it. I'm keeping that. Something we talk about sometimes also is, is this a book that would we recommend having this book in a school setting? Ooh, interesting question. <laughs> hot button question, right? I struggle to think of a school setting that would allow this book on their shelves. Um, but I feel like, you know, teenagers in high school, that it's a totally appropriate resource. And so, you know, if it is a school that um, has an inclusive settings, uh, then quite possibly a part of that library, um, you know, or a part of a home library for that age group, or maybe a part of like a sex ed curriculum. Uh, I could see it used in all of those contexts. I love it. I, and yeah, I would, I would be very hard pressed. I think maybe it's just because of where I am. <laughs> <laughs> where, where I am living geographically, but I'd be very hard pressed to find a library that'd be, that'd be able to add this. And, mm -hmm. oh, I wish there were more. Oh. Yeah. But that's, you know, people can create their own little libraries. It's, you know, that's maybe right. that's, that's what this podcast is for, because then people that don't have access to a local library that carries things or a 
a school that has like any of the books that we've talked about that it's like, well, am I going to invest this like 15 to 25 to $50 depending? And that's a lot of money for a lot of folks. And so they can tune in for free and hear what we have to say and make a more informed choice. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you're purchasing for Microcosm Press, that's going to shift for you from a $20 to like a $300 purchase if you're me, because they have lots of really great books. I know my cart (laughs) is perpetually full and I have to talk myself back. I'm one at a time. So the secret is just to leave them in your cart. Exactly. And And then to take them out of your cart and then refill your cart. (laughs) I've had some places where if you leave things in the cart long enough, then if, then they'll like start sending you like promo codes, if you like have created an account oh, that's wow. worked for me on occasion, don't, that might not be the case for this publisher. Not saying that that's going to happen, but I know I've put things in my cart if I've signed up for an account. And then if you just wait a few days, they're like, are you still interested in this? Use code, whatever for 10% off. Like, yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, they're small indie press, so I also feel real good supporting them at full that's price right, that's when right. I can. <laughs> we'll give them hundreds of our dollars. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say, Warner, in closing about this delightful little book that didn't come up in the course of our convo? Just thanks for letting me be here and hang out with y'all. Um, more books from Microcosm Press include things like Unfuck Your Intimacy, um, uh, Sex Tools, Getting Your Groove On Safely, Pleasurably, and Satisfyingly, um, the Post-Structuralist Vulva Coloring Book, all sorts of things. Um, so I would recommend checking them out and Go to their website, spend hundreds of dollars. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So good. All right, Barb, you want to do our little outro? I sure will. All righty. Sex Ed Book Review is a collaboration between Landa Fox and Barb Gross, and the views and opinions expressed on this podcast should not be a substitute for professional or clinical advice. Find us on Instagram at Sex Ed Book Review and at www.sexedbookreview.com. 